for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest from, you're from Lowell, Massachusetts, but you're not currently in Lowell. We have Andrew Marshall. Marshall. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for jumping in. You know, I'm sure my sound engineer is going to be jumping in any minute because uh, he heard the magic word. Massmassachusetts (laughs) Massachusetts <laughs> there we go that's what I like to hear you know it's uh, it, it's always quite funny you know he, he always he likes to call everybody from Massachusetts mass holes I don't know if that's his verbiage or if that's that's like a wide known thing in Massachusetts but you know no, it's, pretty, it's pretty common it's just okay thing, you know? I mean I don't think I'm a mass hole but you know maybe someone else thinks I'm a mass hole who knows you know I gotcha I gotcha I gotcha um but once again Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, but first off, I want to kind of get to know you a little bit before we jump into anything super deep. So what, what's your origin story? What got you into music? You know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of a long-winded story, but we're on for the ride. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, probably, you know, growing up, I was always attracted to the stage. Um, I saw, you know, some of my friends doing like theater productions and stuff. And then that kind of got me into doing some youth theater with my sister. Um, and that was a lot of fun for a little bit. And then I took a break from that. And, um, but theater kind of brought me back into it too. Cause once it hit like middle school, um, that was when I could, I was in the, the middle school was connected to my high school. So it was a big deal to do the musicals there because you had like a nice stage. And I was like, I never really tried to sing in front of people during the older theater stuff. It was just kind of like, I was a little too scared, but I was like, all right, my first chance, my sister's not here. I can do it. I like, I, I think I can do this. And, you know, that's how I started, you know, doing theater and, and getting involved in just performing. Um, always did music growing up. I was in the band, did saxophone, that kind of thing. Had a guitar since I was younger, even though I didn't play it that much. Um, but the theater definitely helped me like propel me into um, the desire to write music and, you know, perform it because I was like, Danny Zuko in Greece, and that was just so much fun to just, you know, you know, just do that. Those those classic songs, everyone knows them. Uh, so I was kind of doing it throughout high school. You know, I picked up a guitar, started playing at like the talent shows and stuff like that. But honestly, the 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 biggest pivotal moment in my life that really got me thinking about it seriously as a career was um, back in my junior year of high school. Um, junior year, I was you know doing what juniors do, you know, taking a lot of classes and you know trying to figure out my future and be like college is coming I gotta get as good of grades as possible and everyone's competing against each other like throw uh cutthroat you know and um that's when I ended up getting diagnosed with leukemia so um uh I'm a leukemia survivor thankfully I've been um well I've been in remission for a while but I've been done with treatment for over a year and a half now but um yeah that whole situation kind of brought light to what I really wanted to do um I had a lot I have a lot of great people in my life you know especially like shout out to my doctor who helped you know I saw her role in my recovery and her passion and it made me want to 
you know, follow a, a career path that I felt like I could put that same kind of passion behind because, you know, long story short, I had a leukemia test that was false, false negative. And, you know, no one knew what was going on with me. It wasn't even symptoms of leukemia and it ended up not being, it was ended up being something else that they actually never could have deciphered. And um, my doctor at the time was like, you know what, something's really fishy about this. I think, I think we should test one more time for leukemia. Like, I don't know, just feeling it. And everyone else was like, you know what, nah, I think he just has like some viral form of hepatitis or something. Obviously they weren't like, nah, they're professionals, but you know, that's, that's kind of what I got from them. And then, you know, it took me a couple months to realize it, but like her finding the leukemia then, which was in such an early stage, like I would have, wouldn't have gotten any symptoms of that for another year, year and a half. And then we could have been looking at a wholly different ball game. Like it could have been, I could have been in a lot greater risk of, you know, you know what, you don't know what could happen. So, you know, I'm thankful for that all the time. And I saw that and I was like, you know what, got to do something that, you know, if I'm put in the situation, like, I'm just going to want to keep doing it, you know? Yeah. And I, and I didn't know how that was going to potentially save someone's life, but I wanted to have that opportunity with a career like that. And I think that, and I'm almost done, but oh, you're good. <laughs> my last little bit of that is that, you know, while I was in treatment and doing that kind of thing, when I couldn't play guitar, when I couldn't sing, um, I was listening to music. That's all I was doing. I was listening to my heroes and I was listening to John Mayer and not only just him ripping guitar solos, but I was listening to his, his lyrics and his lyrics just like helped me get through everything. I was like, you know, uh, like there's a, quite a few songs off his Born and Raised album, which is my favorite album that like, you know, just like got me through it. And it's just like, yeah, things are going to be okay. And, you know, granted that was a different situation for him that he wrote those songs about, but I could feel it. And I was like, there it is. Like, I need something that can help help people like my doctor helped me and it is music it's possible just like writing and performing and I can be that I can be that John Mayer to me you know so that's that's how I kind of got into it and then I just from then on you know majored in music in college and I've been you know pushing trying to do original music and gigging as much as possible since then yeah absolutely absolutely you know and have to kind of relate to you on a little bit of a level my dad just went through some uh, cancer treatment himself and one of the places he was looking at going was up in Boston I I believe it was like MIT or something like their medical facility there so I I feel like being in uh, Massachusetts there you probably have some of the best medical stuff that you can like not knowing what kind of treatments you had to go through for leukemia um, because I've never been through it. So I, I'm not a hundred. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know, but I, I'd imagine Massachusetts is probably a really good place to be as far as like medical facilities go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mass General is one of the, the top hospitals in the world. Yeah. I don't know what, what it's ranking right now, but there was a time where it was, you know, either number one or up there. I don't know. Yeah. yeah Mass General is where I got treated. And I mean, there's a ton of great hospitals. There's Boston Children's, there's, you know, I could start listening. I mean, I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but you know, Mass General, yeah, was, you know, phenomenal to me. You know, my mom works in Mass General. My sister works at there. They're both nurses. So yeah, I agree. I was, I'm definitely blessed to be in Massachusetts, you know, getting that treatment for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you've got your music going on now. You're doing not quite full-time because you're still in school, correct? Yep. Well, I mean, I guess, all musicians are full-time right now. Uh, I I, I mean, I don't, I don't don't know how to classify it right now with COVID and all that, that crazy stuff. But uh, is that something that you have to take like extra precaution with at the moment? Are you at a higher risk 
of contracting COVID? Or you know, are you... Fortunately, I'm not, you know, okay. and that's something like right when it started, that's immediately what I thought of though, too. I mean, I mean, for not only for myself, but, you know, other people, you know, I know so many people that have either gone through treatment or are going through treatment right now. And it's scary. You know, it's, it's honestly terrifying because you're already, there were times, you know, when COVID wasn't around that I was wearing masks around and when I was, you know, trying to hide from other people because I, or not go out because I didn't want to be exposed to anything, you know, being neutropenic or, you know, you're, it's, it's scary. You can literally contract yeah. like that. And so that's where I think, you know, if anyone's watching this, I mean, if there's any incentive to wear a mask right now and be vigilant about that kind of stuff. I know it's awful. Believe me, I had to do it when, you know, no one else was doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, at least you got everyone else doing it with you. You can kind of val- rally together, but yeah. it's so scary because there's so many people that are still, you know, scared to go into Boston, scared to go into the hospital to get their treatment. And, you know, it's awful, you know, but you know, yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah. I'm yeah. so blessed that I'm not doing that right now though. I'm so blessed, but to anyone else that is, you know, you know, we're, we got you. We're, we're, we're doing what we can for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So are you, where do you uh, go to school again? Uh, I go to school at UMass Lowell. Okay. Um, and uh, are they going to be opening up in the uh, fall time or is it all going to be pretty much online or have you not heard anything yet? Yeah, we, we've gotten some stuff. It seems like they're, they they advertise like 25% of classes are, aren't going to be virtual, but all for as of right now, all of my classes are virtual, which is kind of a bummer, you know, because yeah. uh, music, you know, how are you going to make music yeah. over Zoom? But yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, hopefully with the whole summer to prepare the the coursework, we'll be a little bit more organized. That was kind yeah. of the one sad thing is that, you know, I had some classes I was really interested in last semester. And once COVID hit, it was like some of them fell off. Some of them, you know, excelled with the online aspect. Some didn't. Yeah. So I'm just fingers crossed. It's actually my my last semester of classes this fall. Oh, it's your last full last semester? Yeah, because yeah, then next spring I'll just be doing internship stuff and I'm hoping to, you know, be out in Nashville. That's, that's the goal. So yeah, kind of awesome. crazy. Don't get to say goodbye to anyone. So, but we'll, we'll try our best for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you just released your sophomore, it's a EP, correct? Uh, Growing Pains. Yeah. Um, that released uh, June 26th for whatever reason, when I was, went on your Facebook page, I was looking at the uh, ad on it and I'm sitting there trying to figure out what it says. And I'm like, and I, for whatever reason i just couldn't put two and two together and then i look r- directly right below it and it's like oh i'm an idiot wow okay <laughs> are, you uh, talking, are you talking about the the banner page yeah the banner page i'm just uh, they're like <laughs> the cursive I, i'm like does that say grieving pains <laughs> that's uh, like i'm just sitting here like and then i then i scroll like not i don't even hardly scroll i just look down like a half an inch and i'm like oh <laughs> okay i'm an idiot i'm done no, no you're not i mean my handwriting isn't phenomenal in cursive so i mean yeah. i and i was trying to what the amount of times i tried to get those to make it kind of look cool because i could yeah. make it look really neat but that wouldn't look like a signature you know so yeah. I was like, no, no. It, then w- once i finally so- realized what it said i was like oh okay that's really cool because it's like I, di- I didn't know if it was like your authentic handwriting or if it was like a sketch artist that did something but no that's it was a really cool idea. Um, so what was the process when sitting down to select songs for this EP? Yeah, I think it's, it was a combination of, you know, um, cause there's a 
there's uh, some other songs that I loved, I would have loved to put on this, um, but it was it was a matter of time, and you know which songs were ready, kind of. So I mean, at, my first project was released two years ago, and um, you know, it's great growing and working with people, um, and that's and I've been blessed to know be working with people that you know I go to school with or that I know personally, um, but the we definitely hit a lot of hurdles along the way. There was a different avenues we took. The first EP I did was just all acoustic. So like this one, I definitely wanted to like have that full band sound, have it be a little different. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't, there were times where I was like, oh, I want like six songs on this one. But at the end of the day, like we only had the opportunity to get these three together because we had recorded one of them last year. We recorded Fate all the way last year. And the other two songs, my, my friend was doing his senior project as a sound recording major. And he's like, Hey, I, I love, I need a group. Like, do you want to, you want to do some songs? And I was like, yeah, I got these two songs and the band that I was working with knew them pretty well. So we went in on that, but um, that's kind of how we picked it. It was just the songs that I had already practiced with my band. Fate was always one that I wanted to do and then hurt someone and let you in. We're, you know, ready to go on with the band. And I was like, he only needed like two songs. So that's kind of how it happened. So uh, what I'd like to put more music on. And of course there's like probably two or three other songs that were wrote in that period that, you know, I still play out, but I just didn't have the opportunity to record the way I wanted to. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so, so Fate was the single that came off the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you choose that song to release as the single? I think it was just my favorite, my favorite song off of, actually, I don't know if it was my favorite song off. I, I'm saying something and taking it back, but I thought it was the most, you know, produced. Well, like I, I put me and my friend Dom worked on it. He recorded it and mixed it with me and I just remember having so much fun producing that because you know we put harmonies in there we put cool backgrounds and I just felt like out of all three works it was the the most like congelled with stuff and I was like this is something that I think will like people will listen to and like their ears will catch on to it I love the other two tunes too and I think Let You In has the perfect instrumentation and, and Hurt Someone sounds great too but um, Fate had that that it factor that I felt like if someone were to listen to that they'd be like oh what's that and that was with like the harmonies and the, you know, the, the reverbs and stuff that we put on that we carefully put on. So that was kind of the, the rationale behind that. I just figured that was going to be standalone, going to sound like a song that fits together. Whereas the other three, I mean, the three together, they fit together good, but I didn't know if they were going to be able to, you know, go off on their own as a single. Mm, gotcha. And so is the plan like once COVID um, kind of loosens up and studios open back up, are you looking at maybe doing like a full length or... Uh, yeah. what's kind of the plan moving forward so actually um i'm hoping to get into the studio like sometime next month mm-hmm. and do like something around six or seven songs we'll see what my my pocket allows me to do my wallet yeah. Uh, but yeah i definitely got a an urge to continue to put out some more music and definitely you know this was kind of, i i consider this project kind of like a coming out again you know i'm i'm here i'm back you know i'm still here that type of thing because it's been so long since i released music but now i want to you know, up that and like support that, um, what I just put out and just be like, Hey, no, I'm really here. You know, this is my, and I hope that's going to be the most, you know, professional thing that I've ever put out, you know, really full market plan type that with music videos and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I'm really looking forward to that. It's got a, it's got a lot of different music on there, different styles. Um, so I don't know if it'll be a full length album or just a really long EP, but either, or it's going to be, you know, five to six more songs that the world hasn't heard before. So. I d- definitely think this day and age, those terms have become a lot more fluid with what you, yeah. with what you can release. Cause I mean, for the most part, 
most people nowadays are just releasing singles because they're looking for the Spotify play. You know, they're they're building stuff on Spotify. And, you know, it's like single, single, single. That seems to really be what hits well on Spotify. So, you know, like, I mean, I think those terms are pretty fluid nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I mean, single structure is probably the best way to go in terms of promotion. So I think that with this project, I'll do a couple singles, maybe two or three, um, you know, because then you have more content coming out because con it's content's king on everything. I feel like everything that I've, you know, experienced, experimented with on social media and stuff, it's like, you know, one good piece of content's not going to attract a lot of audience. But if you do like spread that out weekly, you know, every couple days in terms of posts, but and then, and then if we're talking songs, like obviously the same thing, it's like if you got a song a month or something like that leading up to a project, there's going to be a lot more hype into that project so i do agree i mean i think as artists we want to have these huge projects we want to have a full length because that's just the artist in us mm -hmm. but we kind of have to play both sides and realize how is the best way what's the best way that we can get this music to as many ears as possible and i think combination of those two things is really important and a strong marketing plan behind each of those singles and then up into that album is super yeah. important yeah absolutely absolutely but looking at your setup, just from my angle, it looks like you got a pretty decent setup. I'm kind of surprised you're not doing some in-house DIY single type releases on your own. Just kind of seeing your mic and then just seeing the setup that you have in front of you. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping to get into that a little bit more for sure. Um, I'm definitely making my own demos in home, mm -hmm. at home. But there's, I mean, there's definitely a lack of knowledge in terms of like working in that interface, the DAW and you know figuring that kind of stuff out i want to that's that's the goal eventually i'd love to eventually have a space where i can just pretty much do everything maybe not drums in a room you know but there's definitely a lot of like you know the, i'm in my basement right now and there's a boiler right over there like across the other side of the wall so if that turns on you got to make sure that's off when you're recording and there's been times where i forget to turn it back on and the house gets really cold and then i pretend it's not me but it was me <laughs> but yeah no i mean i'm fortunate to have like this equipment with me and i'm you know i'm trying to experiment with that as much as possible as well um you know doing youtube stuff and doing audio um yeah. and you know starting to live stream on twitch to try to you know explore those different yeah. avenues now what are you doing on twitch are you doing just like performances or are you playing like video games what are you doing on twitch so I actually, you know, it's funny that you ask because I literally am like experimenting this week. I haven't announced it at all that I'm going to be on Twitch. Uh, I'm trying to do mainly music. Um, there's a, a growing music platform on there, which is really, really cool. And honestly, the community is amazing. Just the people that I've connected with already. Um, but I'm trying to figure it out. I'm on a MacBook. So that thing does not like, does not like Twitch very well. I was you know, earlier today, I was trying to, you know, I'm hoping to do like a couple shows where I'm doing like requests and original stuff. And people can like you know tell me what they want to hear and just communicating with people like that so shows like that and then also music production i just wanted to like use it as an opportunity to learn and grow and you know put my production out there hope people can show me if i'm messing things up or you know learn with me and that's kind of that's kind of how i see it and maybe some other things start. maybe who knows maybe i'll do some minecraft or something i don't know but like, um that's those that's definitely the focus and i think that again that community is growing and i'm hoping to be a part of it eventually so yeah absolutely you know and that that's the really cool thing about exploring all the new social media stuff that's out there is because it could be whatever you want it to be you could literally like if you want to go on and do twitch streaming and all that stuff it's like you know i can go like if you're a musician and you like playing video games and want to play 
PUBG or whatever, you know, like whatever yeah. you want to do, you know? So it's, have you, um, have you started experimenting with, uh, um, uh, TikTok at all? Yep. That's what I was looking for. TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Um, I or do should, you have a love hate relationship? I, I have a love hate relationship with TikTok. Um, I, it's definitely one of those platforms that I want to be more present on. I'm not really present at all on, on it right now. It's one of those things that requires that that constant posting to it if you really want to get a chance at going viral. And then you got to convert those people to you know your other social media accounts. And I definitely and I think there is a place for music on Twitch. I mean not Twitch, TikTok. I've seen it. Um, but usually when I'm on there, it's a lot of other stuff. Um, and you know I feel like if I dedicated time every single day to make a couple TikToks a post. Yeah then something could catch fire a little bit. And, you know, I'm not taking that off the table, but for right now, my my main concern is just, you know, keeping my Instagram up, keeping my Facebook up, keep, you know, keeping these plat- platforms that I know have my fan base right now and making yeah. sure those, that content is being filled. Cause I, I mean, I got a lot going on, unfortunately, as a student. So it's like, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing an internship, I'm doing uh, a class, a summer class. And then, I mean, I'm going to be in classes this fall. So it's as much as I'd love to be on every social site, I just, and maybe I, I maybe I'm kick I kick myself in like six months when like you know a ton of musicians get huge off this, but yeah. um, maybe we'll see. I mean, I'd love to be on it. I think it's it's definitely another opportunity. I think Twitch works out for me because not only am I you know getting that discoverability that you get with TikTok because it's not the type of platform that is just completely driven by you know your content being insanely good, mm-hmm. but um, I'm also able to work on stuff you know i think it's like multitasking almost i can produce my demos that i'm going to send to my band so that they know what the song sounds like or i'm going to be practicing songs that i'm probably going to gig with that weekend and all while creating a community so i think that for me is like all right win-win right there and then we'll see how tiktok fits in there eventually yeah absolutely and you know that that's the one thing that i really like about the idea of twitch and doing like the live streaming stuff is because you're getting that content out there and it's not the multiple hours of production it's the okay so you and i are sitting here let's say we podcast for 45 minutes it took us 45 minutes to get that piece of content out like it's all very real time so you know like that whole idea is is what really attracts me about doing the live streaming and like twitch and all that fun stuff but me too totally i think it's it's such a cool platform it's and i love that connection and i think and it's important i mean like you know, as a brand, you're not only going to just be um, your music, you're going to be what you do, you're going to be, you know, what other hobbies you do. And so it's a good way for people to connect and get get to know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you'd kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand, you'd mentioned um, that you play out gigs a lot. Are you, are you starting to get more gigs coming back now that COVID's kind of starting to dip but not really or things are starting to open back up are you still playing a little bit or yeah um fortunately i I got a couple venues that i you know have a good connection with already from the past and i reached out to them back in june um and so you know they they gave me that option when they started playing a lot of outdoor stuff so you know i'm playing some breweries and some restaurants and stuff mainly you know those kind of gigs cover gigs but it's good to be out there it's good to be making money and you know getting the rust off a little bit so I'm not, I'm not gigging nearly as much as I used to because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in a wedding band too. So I do a lot of weddings, but obviously yeah. weddings are not a thing right yeah. now, but you know, I, I can't, I can't complain. It's, it's been good for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so is like when there isn't a global pandemic going on, 
how often would you usually get out to play? Is it just straight permanently weekends or how often do you get to get out to play? Yeah. I mean, my weekends, I'm pretty much, I mean, there's not many weekends I don't have a gig usually, which is, you know, I'm blessed for that. Absolutely. Um, and that's mainly cause that wedding band, I mean, especially during wedding season, we have one like every single weekend, uh, if not two or three. Um, but, and then we, and I'll film, yeah, weddings, a lot of weddings. And then we'll film. When you said wedding season, my head automatically went to the wedding crashers. <laughs> and I was just like, it's wedding season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I mean, it's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, during that season, you know, then that goes all the way till January, essentially um, early January. Um, every single weekend, you know, at least you have something or, and then you got Christmas parties and stuff, but then I'll fill in my solo gigs and then fill in my original gigs. So, um, those will usually take up any night that I don't have it. So it could be a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, could yeah. be a Thursday. Sometimes I do Wednesdays. I mean, ma it's mainly those, those weekend times. I don't gig a ton during the actual week though. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you pretty much stay in like Massachusetts or do you like to travel out as much as you can? Uh, I play a decent amount in New Hampshire. Okay. And it's mainly Massachusetts and New Hampshire. And then the wedding band will take me all across New England. We, we play in Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island. We played in Arizona. We played there once last year. Oh, wow. The bride and groom f flew us out to uh, Phoenix. It was really cool in February. I'd never been there. So. Were they from Massachusetts somewhere? Yeah, their other daughter had gotten married with our wedding band like years ago. Oh, okay. Not when yeah. I was in the band. And um, they were like, their other daughter, you know, was getting married she's an older bride. So like, you know, she was like, we really want something that's going to be great. And the select amount of people, it was a destination wedding because they lived in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So, um, but she was, she was floored. It was super fun. It was a good wedding. Can't complain. Yeah. Donor. That's super <laughs> awesome though. Getting flown out for a wedding yeah. gig. Like how, yeah, that's. Doesn't happen that often. That was the only time it's ever happened. So I don't, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen again in my life, but. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of, um, moving forward with this pandemic, are you, um, doing anything to kind of challenge yourself creatively as far as like experimenting with new sounds or maybe drawing from new influences or learning to play the theremin. I don't you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I'm always searching for new music. Um, there's a lot of music I love to make, but I don't think I ever write like that. You know, some people that I listen to, but definitely challenging myself. You know, I think the hardest thing is just scheduling yourself during this pandemic. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, when you're seeing the same white or gray walls every day, um, things can kind of, you know, get sidetracked. You forget to do things or you don't have energy to do things. And I think that's something that I've been struggling with, you know, all of the months that this has been going on. But it's a it's a constant, you know, you know, check yourself type of thing. But trying to practice more, you know, play more, really work on my my original stuff and work on promoting myself as an artist. And I think um, for the most part, it was, you know, it was a blessing in disguise because I was going to release this thing anyways. And I definitely put a lot of energy that I probably wouldn't have been able to do had I still been, you know, in school or not around or yeah. quarantine. So, I mean, so, some silver linings. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to this kind of dissolving, but uh, yeah. now I'm, you know, I'm just trying to remind myself that I got this space. Not everyone has a space that they can make music in and might as well do what I can. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny when, you brought up the whole scheduling yourself time to do certain things. It's like, yeah, like looking back, it's like, I can't imagine or I can't believe how many times I told myself during this pandemic, it's like, all right, I want to get this done by Thursday. And then Thursday shows up. 
oh, well, I've got like another week before I really have to do that. And then that whole week goes by and it's like, wait, and th then I just keep pushing it off because I know I've got all this time on my hands to just kind of yeah, no. do, do what I want, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm the same way. Absolutely. Same way. Yep. You're, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> yep. yep. So, um, one thing that we really like to do here on Live and Amplified is we like to pass on knowledge to the younger musicians, you know, people that are getting ready to get started. So as a musician that has pretty much, you, you just recently really started getting back into music after your leukemia treatments. So as far as like just general advice for somebody that's getting started, uh, what, what kind of advice would you have for a younger musician? I would say just do it. I said, I tell us to everyone. I mean, you know, I think the biggest, you know, example of that is the fact that I didn't release two, music for two years. And uh, I mean, can't go back now, but I'm definitely kicking myself because you, every time you put something out, you have an opportunity to grow from that. Um, and if you obsess over being perfect, whether that, whether you're producing it in your room or your friends producing it for you, if you obsess over it sounding a certain way or sounding like that record, um, it's never going to sound like that, you know, and it, you're going to be chasing this perfection that's not attainable. But if you release it and you like learn like, oh, A, either in terms of the recording itself, you learn how to get that better next time or the marketing of it, you learn how to market that better. But then people are seeing you're doing it, you know, and I think, you know, the biggest dagger to me this past semester before I released um, Growing Pains was someone came out to me and like, they're like, oh, Andrew, like, do you, you still do that music thing? I don't think it's a music thing, but like, I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, every, like every day it's on my mind every day. I'm trying to figure out when I can release this music. And like, I play every single, like, you know, I music's on my mind 24 seven. So like, you know, though I understood where, where they were coming from, I was like, Oh my gosh, man. Like, I just wish I put stuff out and you know, I'm already seeing it. Like I see some of my friends that are musicians too. And like, they asked me that same question and I told them that, and I'm seeing them put stuff out and it's looking great, better every single time. And I'm like, dang, let's go, let's go. You know, I'm so excited. I love seeing other people put stuff out like that. It's just so exciting. And I'm just hoping to hop on that train because like my stuff's not perfect either. You know, I mean, like I try my best, but I, I got to keep that mentality going myself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What would you say the in the time between your first album and uh, your second album, what's, what's the biggest change you've seen in your music? Or how has your music changed over that time? I really searched like inside for the, this, this Growing Pains EP and a lot of the music that I've written since then. My biggest, um, you know, critique of my first um, EP was that I liked the music a lot and I was proud of what I was writing. And I was like, this was a, a really good introduction for me to understand that, you know, I have this ability to write and like, I can believe in my songwriting. But I really, you know, at that time I was, um halfway done with my i was i was i was in maintenance which means i was i looked pretty normal but i was still going in for monthly treatments and stuff and i was still going doing school and stuff but i wanted to express the things that i'd gone through especially with my treatment all the scars mentally physically or the battles that i went through with certain situations people that came and went in my music because i felt i felt like you know i can write these cheesy love songs but like at the end of the day that's not gonna no one's going to listen to that and be like, wow, that changed me. And for me, the music that changed me the most was that stuff I was listening to in the hospital that like, 
those lyrics just like hit me like a like a freaking brick wall and i want to i want to write just like that i want to write so people can feel something and so with this ep i really tried to hone in on stuff and like i still listen back to that song that music and it takes me i'm like damn i really hit it like you know i was so happy that i could hit that emotion right on the head and i was hope i just hope that that can portray to other people too so that's the biggest difference and moving forward as an artist that's all i want to do i want to just speak through my writing I mean, I want my plan to be there too, but I want I want my stories to be told and I want people to connect to them in a way that they can feel secure that other people are going through it, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then kind of moving forward, what's like once you, the, obviously the plan is to get through this last semester and then go into your internship to move to Nashville. Is the plan to stay in Nashville? Is that the ultimate goal? Or what's the plan moving? That that is that is a question that we will definitely figure out. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, Nashville could be the best thing ever. I could stay down there and you know make some good connections and progress as a musician. Uh, maybe I go down there and it's not what I want, and then I come back to Massachusetts or I go somewhere else. Um, you know, when I've been down there and I've connected with people, it seems like a place that I can grow. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not that there's there's a lot more growth that I can be had here in New England for sure. But going down there, I just feel like, wow, there's so many like-minded people that I can just connect with and write with and learn from. And so that's kind of what, what attracted me to Nashville so much is just those opportunities. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think the, the future is yet to be told or written. Um, I'm just trying to follow. I always say wherever the, the water, water feels warm, you know, go that way because you, you, you never know, you know, if you, if you have this, huge idea of exactly how things are going to happen in the next six six months year whatever um your your reality is going to check you real hard and you're going to be disappointed and i think that if you have your heart in the right place and my heart is just i love to make music you know in any way shape or form i'd love to eventually make this like my full-time thing if original music could be my full-time thing that'd be amazing but you know there's so many aspects of music i love i love the business i love that kind of stuff so wherever i can chase that and you know and that the nashville seems like a cool place to definitely try that out for sure yeah absolutely absolutely and having that open mind to just kind of go with the flow is something very unique and something to hold on to because you know i i talk to a lot of musicians and a lot of them say or a lot of them just want to go to nashville because that that's where they feel like they'd have the best opportunity and that's where they want to stay, which is cool. Like Nashville is an awesome place. I've been there a few different times, but until you live there and you're in, in, in the trenches every day in Nashville, you're never really going to know what Nashville is really like. And it took me moving to Florida to find that out. Like I had moved to Florida cause I was like, okay, I, I, I want to live here. And I'm going to move here and I'm going to stay and I'm never going, I'm never leaving. And I was there for two years and I was like, nope, this isn't what I want. I'm leaving, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, and that's good on you to be able to like identify that that place is not good for you and go somewhere else. And I only hope that I can do the same thing. I think that takes courage to just pick up your stuff and move. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to hit a culture shock down there. It's going to be different. Oh, yeah. um, excited for that kind of difference a little you know, a little scared I'm not gonna I'm not gonna know as many people that I do up here you know but you know I, I definitely it feels right it feels like a good move for me at least for the short term but kind of figure out if this is the place you know um and and that's and and 
yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm sure there's a lot of people that go down there and just expect that, you know, same thing with New York or LA that like you go there, but I've always had that kind of mentality that like, you know, even now it's kind of hard to convince myself to go to Nashville because I'm like, well, did I do everything that I could do here? You know? And I, I always believe that it's like, don't change markets if you haven't hit that market yet. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a fan base to be had in Boston. There's a fan base to be had wherever you are. And I think it's really important to be able to dominate that or at least, you know, have some success, success in that before you go and just be like, Oh, I'm going to go to that, that, that place instead, because that's a bigger music scene, you know? Cause yeah. it's like, what's the proof that you can do it there if you can't do it here. Yeah. Well, and to kind of push back on that a little bit, it also has to do because I, I grew up in the South side of Chicago. So like there, there's plenty of opportunity for me to grow there, but the vibe just wasn't what I was looking for, especially like where I was growing up or where I was living at the time. It was very industrial. Like our entire economy was based on the steel yards, you know? And so it, it was very like blue collar type of stuff. And it's like, no, this isn't really what I want to be doing. And so then I recognized that. And when I left for college, I haven't been back since, you know, so it, it, it also, you have to also look at, okay, yes, there's a market to be had in Boston or in New York or in LA, but if it's not, doesn't match your personality or your like the vibe that you're going for or the vibe that you get off, you know, it's probably a good idea to kind of change your surroundings. You get, does that make sense? Well, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think that's something that I've adapted now. Like I think, and when I, when I said that, I think I, I was, that's more of like what I was thinking, you know, as a younger person, I think yeah. not a younger person, I'm young, but you know, like a couple of years ago. And I think now that I, I totally agree with you, like after seeing Nashville or seeing other places and realizing that that atmosphere might be better, you know, not like letting myself understand that, okay, maybe this place that I'm at right now is maybe not the best place potentially for me to grow. And I, and I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But um, as, so as we kind of start walking towards the end of the podcast here, what's, what's next? Where do you want to take your music? You know, what, what are you hoping to get out of, your internships in Nashville, you know, like what, what's the next step for you? Well, the next step for sure is definitely, you know, this next project I'm, I'm gonna, I'm excited. I'm terrified. I'm, you know, I need to put a lot of, a lot of work into it, but I think, you know, like I said that I'm, I want to stick to what the advice that I give and that advice is just doing it. You know, I think that I'm only going to learn to be a better artist, be a better writer, be a better producer, everything. If I just keep doing it. And I think that, you know, fortunately this project is part of my um, directed study this fall with my the, the chair of my department we, we arranged it last spring so I have you know I have you know someone drooling over me saying like you got to get this done if you want to graduate so I think that's a really good incentive for me to really work and put my best into it and you know work with him and use his knowledge as well um, and then in terms of you know for, for moving forward you know um, I'm not sure, you know, we'll see what the, the next internship leads me and, you know, where I'll apply and who accepts me. Um, but what are yeah. you, what are you officially studying in school? Music business. Music business. Okay. So that's probably more along the lines of what the internship would be. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, fortunately I'm, you know, interning right now, getting some publicity, um, insight on that kind of stuff and experience with that. We'll see where, you know, the fall comes and, 
um, you have to get that credit internship for my college because they wouldn't let me do it now. My college is weird like that, but that's okay. Um, we'll see. You know, I, th I think that there's definitely, you should definitely have sights on different goals and stuff, but I think it's really important to, yeah, you know, swing with the punches and see where life takes you. But that, you know, I'm trying to just continue to grow as a person, continue to grow as a writer and just keep pushing myself because I think that um, when you do those little things every single day, you look back and you're like, wow. I mean, like my dad shared something today. It was like three years ago, I did my first gig at a coffee cool. shop for like 50 bucks. And that was my first paid gig. And paid at a coffee shop. Usually like, I'm so used to that being just like a tip only. Oh, I know. You know, I was lucky. It's a, it was, it's a great little coffee shop. Shout out to the commune cafe. If you're listening, they gave me my first real gig um, that was outside of my school and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, you know, I, you don't look back enough, but like, if I look back through years, like it's, an, it's insane to be in this position right now. It's insane to have this equipment around me that I was able to finance by, you know, working and doing my gigs myself. Like, that's crazy to me. Like I, and gigging and being in a wedding band and putting out original music. I didn't have that. I, if you ask me in high school, that sounds like amazing. And mm -hmm. that's, I just got to keep moving, just keep moving and hope for the best and hope you're, if you, if you miss line up and take another shot. Yep, absolutely. Um, what's the biggest lesson you've learned going into the studio to record Growing Pains? Um, money talks. That's what I would say, money talks. Um, because, you know, I think it's important to, you know, work with your friends and that kind of thing, but it's also important to, you know, reward them for that and, you know, um, it, get, it, it gets your deadlines where you need them to be. And I think that, you know, I worked with, I've worked with a lot of great people, all the people that I'm probably going to work with next project too. But uh, I, I've, I've tried to, I think it's important to, you know, compensate them for the work that they're doing. And with that, you're going to get a better product. You're going to get your things done when you want them to get done. Um, and it's not that I didn't want to pay them. I just, you know, it just was, you know, it started as a passion project. You know, we worked together. We're like, oh, it'd be sick if we did this. And I think now moving forward, now that like I have the opportunity to pay them, I'm so excited to do that because they deserve it so much. They do so much great work and it's only going to enhance that work moving forward. So, um, you know, any lesson that I can give out to people is that if you have money to compensate people for what they're doing, you know, pay them, you know, you're going to get a better product from that. You're going to get a better deadline for that. And they're going to want to work with you again. So that's probably the biggest lesson I've learned from that. Um, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And that, that's something that not a lot of people think about, especially on the, in the very beginning of your music career, when you don't have a lot of money and, you know, just like you're asking friends for favors or, <laughs> you know, um, so like, just if you have somebody that's willing to bust their butt and you ever get to the point where you can really pay them that, yeah. That's, yeah. Absolutely. And I, it's kind of weird to bring up money and that kind of thing, but I, I do think it's important. I think it's a lesson that people don't always talk about. I mean, you know, if you're trying to make music, you got, at the end of the day, you know, someone's putting labor in, you know, they deserve to get paid. You deserve to get paid, that kind of thing. So, yeah. and it's a, it's a, it's a rough part of the business that sometimes musicians can get screwed over with, even with like gigs, you know, people will be like, Oh, I'm giving you the opportunity for exposure and stuff. It's like, yeah, but I also need to put a roof over my head and, you know, get food and eat, you know, so. It, you know, I, I'm sure every musician or anybody that's in the chat right now has seen that m meme where um, it basically it's a meme where they say, I can't pay my bills 
too bad or too bad uh my apartment complex doesn't take exposure <laughs> or something you know so or expo- exposure bills you know. yeah i know exactly what you mean you're talking about that's a good yeah it's a so it, it's all that's all anytime that pops up and it's usually right around the first of the month it hasn't popped up so much recently because not too many people are doing much of anything but you know so it, it's just kind of funny but <laughs> uh, you know so but once again, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Um, where can everybody find your uh, music? Where can they find you online? You know, all that fun stuff. So, yeah, you can um, on Instagram. At, I'm at AWM Music. Uh, Facebook, Andrew Marshall Music. Um, my website is awmarshallmusic.com. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Andrew Marshall Musics in the world, so I can't just have Andrew Marshall Music or andrewmarshall.com. One day we'll get there. Um, but that, those are my main platforms. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, Look out for Twitch. I'm going to be making an announcement probably next week about doing that. So that'll be Andrew Marshall Music on Twitch. And then Spotify, you can just check me out. Um, search out Growing Pains, Andrew Marshall, or Letters from Lowell's my first EP too. And, I, you know, you know, if anyone has any, um, you know, questions or anything, you know, I'm just like, just like you said earlier, you know, I'm, I'm big about talking with other people, collaborating with people. And if anyone needs advice or has questions, I'm, you know, I'm nowhere near the perfect musician. I'm still learning a lot too, but I think that it's important to connect with people and, you know, you know, kind of point people in the right direction. So I'd love to talk. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, once again, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, can't wait to hear all the new music you got coming out, you know, like once you get back into the studio and start recording that, you know, so we're really excited to hear what you got coming. Um, But once again, thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll catch you guys later. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm super excited as well. I appreciate being on the podcast. So see you guys. Thank you.